Hey moms, welcome to the Gather Moms podcast. My name is Kate. And I'm Rebecca. We've created this space just for you because we're both moms and we get you. Yes, we believe there truly ain't no hood like the motherhood and we need to be in this together. We also believe we can't mom well without Jesus. So you're going to hear us talk about him too. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Gather Moms and make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. All right, mamas, let's jump in. Hey moms, welcome back to the Gather Moms podcast. This is episode 113 and today we are launching a three-part summer series because we want to get you ready for summer, talk about all the things, but before we get into that, let's talk about Mother's Day. (gasps) Mother's Day, did that happen? It did and I want to follow up and see how we did. (laughs) Tell me... Tell me, we've got it. We've got some years under our belt now, starting to record. Yes. Where, you know, last year we talked about Mother's Day and we gave tips, and then you didn't follow them, sweet friend Rebecca. <laughs> so this year we kind of, you know, circled around it again and said, "Okay, let's try again." How did it go? Okay, so this is what's funny because I think I told you guys on the podcast that I told my husband what I wanted for Mother's Day. Uh huh. And we celebrated on Saturday because we ended up going to visit my mother-in-law on Sunday. So he and the kids celebrated me on Saturday. And my gift was the thing I had asked for. And so I was thrilled. Yeah. And I was like, you got me what I wanted. And he was like, I didn't know you wanted this. And I was like, Bless what? Bless him. You did. I, I thought I told you. He was like, you told me? <laughs> I was like, yes, I told you. He was like, oh, I just, I thought it would be nice. It was a massage. I asked for a massage. Yeah. So I was like, well, that's great. I mean, way to just throw it out there and get it right. Yeah. But then he was like, well, we have another present for you too. And so I had no clue what this present was. And so later on in the day, I guess we were waiting for Jake to wake up or something because we have a 17-year-old that sleeps till noon. Uh Uh-huh. And so I think we did it later on that day. And it was a ridiculously large gift uh-huh. that I did not ask for, but I'm thrilled to have. Should I just tell yeah, everybody? Yeah. I got a computer. Yes. I have a new part-time job where I do some things on my computer. And so he was kind enough to give it to me, which would be great because we can pass the other yes. items on to the children. Uh-huh. But I had no idea. I was completely shocked. And I was like, oh my goodness. And he was like, listen, I want to make it on the podcast. <laughs> For the best Mother's Day ever. I was like, what? I was like, you win. Yes, I'll talk about it. He said, but listen, next year? Yeah. (laughs) He said, I went big this year. So let's just set it up. I was like, that's totally fine. Yeah. You did so good. And you got, did you get a card that was signed before it was handed to you? A card that was signed before it was handed to me. I think they signed it on Friday. Amazing. I do remember him shutting the bedroom door and saying, (laughs) hey, stay in here for a minute. Uh (laughs) Which usually means they're trying to do something. Day before wins. Day before totally wins. Yeah. Yes. So he knocked it out of the park. He wins. Greg Bradford, way to go. Way to go, Brett. Way to go. I I was going to call him Greg. Greg Everybody calls him Brad, so. Do they? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> a thousand people a day call him Brad. I don't know why. I've never. I saw him at church and gave him a big two, high 10. I gave him two high fives. Two high fives. Because I was like, yes, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> so he it was good. It. He killed yeah, it. Yeah, he did. I'm yes. so happy. So and then so good. you guys went and saw his mom. and We did. We got to go see his mom for Mother's Day on Sunday. We drove down to Houston. It ended up being lovely. We had the best time. Good. 
Um, Did y'all drive down and back in the same day? Down and back in the same day. Dude. Listen, though. That's when you can, like, listen to podcasts. Yeah. You can actually talk to your spouse because all my kids are on their devices. Yeah. I don't know. We had great conversation. We well, it's a pretty to straight shot. Podcast. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, I got my Starbucks. Good for you. I don't know. I told him, I said, I this was great. I ended up having the best day. So. I love it. So, now, I haven't heard about how you celebrated Mama Judy. <gasps> Mama Judy. So... On the Monday after Mother's Day, I took her and my dad out to eat because they have some regular places that they eat out. Yes. They don't venture yes. often. So I helped them venture into Dallas. We went to a lovely new spot called R&D. Oh, yes. It's in Dallas and yeah. it's delish. Okay, good. And they were a little overwhelmed with <laughs> the prices on the menu uh-huh. and the location. It's really swanky. And, yeah. You know, all these tennis moms are showing up, uh-huh. you know. Uh-huh. I helped them order. We had a lovely time and lunched and talked. And so it ended up being just me and my parents. We had a great time. So fantastic. Yes. I love it. I love it. My Mother's Day was good too. Um, I think I'd already told everybody that like, you know, I had one of these new screens or whatever. So Jeremy had installed those and he had done it the weekend before. So that was already done. And um, so Sunday morning, Jeremy leaves early for church, uh, but he texted the kids at some point and said, go in and see your mom and take her coffee and take her. So they got me this beautiful orchid and then they all had flowers and stuff. But the real treasure was this book Caroline made at school. And it was like, I just want to, when I see her teacher this week for like class awards, I'm going to give her the biggest hug because it was a whole like seven pages of things about my mom Aww. with pictures and stuff like that. And just like the sweetest things. How sweet. You'll keep that forever. Forever. Yes. So that was a an absolute treasure. And so they were sweet to me and gave me hugs and loves. And um, Jeremy brought me home lunch. And then he grabbed the kids and they drove out to East Texas to go have lunch with his mom. So then I had a quiet house for like four hours. That's awesome. So it was a wonderful That's day. That's your love language. It quiet is. Quiet house. I love it. With yes. nothing to do, nothing, you know. Yes. So it was great. Good. Okay. So after all these years, we have finally achieved. Yes. The best Mother's Day ever. Yeah, we did it. You know, and we just, we may just hit a bump next year. I'm about to but say, I feel like every time you get to the pinnacle, you drop off the other side. Yeah. <laughs> so. I think next year, what I may want is to like do a Mother's Day celebration with my mom friends. Like go to a big lunch or yeah, do something fun. that would be fun. You know? That would be. So we'll see. But. I think it, I think we're doing better listen, about... Listen, y'all are going to have to listen to this podcast for a whole other year yes, in order to are. find out what we yeah. do next Mother's Day. Yeah. So. so mom's listening. I, we hope you had a good Mother's Day and that you told your people what you wanted and you lowered your expectations. And listen, if you didn't, you know, because last year was interesting for me, it's okay. Yeah. It's a day. That's right. You're still loved by your family and they can choose another day in the middle of summer. When you need a little break because yes. you've been home with your children and it's yes. 114 outside. Yes. So you just say, hey, it's fine. We can have a do-over. Here we go now. That's I'm right. going to celebrate me now. <laughs> I'd like to thank me. <laughs> um, so that is a good segue because so we're launching this three-episode series. And let me tell you about it. Each episode is going to begin with a game. Oh, I love games. And it's a surprise game for Rebecca. She has no idea what I've concocted. And so we're just going to go with uh, it. I'm scared. Uh, We're going to talk about these three topics, schedules, travel, and sanity for yourself. Okay, I love it. So we're going to give you practical tips and look at biblical truth. Um, So let's get in summer mode by kicking off with a game. I'm ready. 
one of the joys of this season, I think, is that, you know, you get the summer slowdown uh, where you potentially have time to watch more movies. Do you think you watch more movies in summer? No. Okay. Because I feel like I will, like, watch a movie with my kids in the summer. Oh, because you don't have to get up the next morning or something? Yeah. So if they're like, hey, can we watch a movie? I'm like, I'm more game for it. Gotcha. Then, you know, during the school year, it's just tricky to do that. Yes. So... I am going to read you a synopsis of a classic summer movie. I'm going to fail. And you have to name the movie <laughs> title. Okay? okay? Okay. So you just have to try. I'm going to try. try. Are they in the bubble? Are they bubble movies? Okay. Mostly in the bubble. One okay. outside. Very outside the oh, bubble. Oh, very outside. So okay. outside. But I think you've seen it before. Okay. Okay. Even if you don't know the title, you just can't lay out on me. You have to, like, give me some. <laughs> to try she's asking me to try y'all i'm gonna try you've got it here we go okay we're gonna start off easy good kids playing baseball and a rundown baseball field with a scary dog on the other side of the fence what is sandlot yes (laughs) good job okay twin girls that meet each other at camp and try to get their parents back together one of my all-time favorites what is the parent trap yes Okay, but are we talking old school Haley Mills? Or are we talking new school? My favorite's the old school. Okay, What's me your too. favorite? Old yeah. school, Haley Mills. Yeah. Yes. I always thought the mom was just the most beautiful thing. She was, yes. And that scene where she's in the kitchen in, in California putting the dishes away, I just thought she was so glamorous. But they swam in like a lake. Did you see that water that girl was swimming in that Question time? mark, yeah. Oh, I ain't going in there. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. A group of girls go on summer vacations and share a pair of jeans. What is the traveling pants? Yes, ma'am. I'm killing it. You are. (laughs) Sisterhood of the traveling pants. Sisterhood, sorry. Okay. This group of kids discovers an old treasure map and goes on an adventure to find the ship of One-Eyed Willie. What is somewhat inappropriate for your kids? The Goonies. (laughs) You don't think it's inappropriate. And then you sit down and watch it with them and you're like, oh, wow. (laughs) I didn't know they said that. Okay. This girl's family goes to a summer resort and she learns to dance and has to carry the watermelons. What is dirty dancing? Yes. I totally saw that outside the bubble. Okay. Yes, girl. That was my outside the bubble. I was wondering if you would know that one. So I'm trying to remember because my dad would sometimes let us watch movies, but he would fast forward. (laughs) So I'm trying to remember if that's one of the ones that he sat with us and fast forwarded through the parts. So. Listen. Okay, that movie. So there's a lot there. But did you? Okay, I shouldn't even bring this up. <laughs> Do you remember that that girl gets pregnant and then she's not pregnant? Yeah. Like, I don't want to talk about it. Yes. You know, I think just as children, I, I think I had no idea really what was happening. No, that's the same thing with the Goonies. I We watched those things, but I don't think any of it computed in our brain. Yeah. But in my mind, if I showed my kids that today, it would compute in their brain. Yes. So I don't know what's happened in the world. No, but I just, I love though that they mentally can only process things at a certain level. Like, for for example, uh, I was just reading with Caroline and her little Jesus storybook Bible, the story of Abraham and Isaac, you know, and I'm getting that right, right? That Abraham yeah. takes Isaac up to sacrifice him. Yes. And I'm reading this and I have tears in my eyes because I'm like, you know, just the gravity of the situation just how much pain must be involved and she's just reading along like yeah, no big deal and he puts him up on there and he's about to kill him and you Got know a knife in his hand everybody's and, okay yeah you know she just so i think there's just <laughs> some level of like innocence yes that coats some of that that's true okay here's the last one and i tried to bring in some potentially gen z moms because i feel like this was a very like millennial gen x mom 
music. You know, I don't I even mean, know the thing. generations. I'm just living my 44 year old life here. Okay. So. so for our little sugars that are still in their 20s and 30s, let's see if you know this one. This is the last one. This friend group from the East High Wildcats ends up working at a ritzy country club owned by one of their friends' families. What is the high school musical? Yes! <laughs> okay, I'm pretty sure I won the category and I'm going on to double jeopardy. I just am saying I feel like I did good. You okay. Did so good. <laughs> I was not sure how that was going to go. And I am so proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. Great job. So much. So as we talk about summer, you know, I think I just wanted us to acknowledge that we all come to summer with different realities uh, because we have different contexts that we're living in with our children. Like some of us may be a stay-at-home mom, others work outside the home, and there's a lot of us (laughs) for whom there's a hybrid of at-home work and outside of the homework. Some of us have newborns and toddlers, others have school-age kiddos, and also then there's teenagers and grandkids. So we come to summer with so many different realities based on our context, but I think we all share so many common desires and struggles. No matter if you have newborn babies or you have teenagers, I think there are some things that we share. So what do you think, Rebecca, that all moms want in the summer, no matter their season of life? Sleep. (laughs) Is that that right? Yes, correct. (laughs) What else? Um... Family time. I think so, too. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought making memories, you know, summer feels like it's about making memories, having fun with their family, resting, going a little slower. Yes. Right? Like, no matter your your context, probably those things are true. What do you think all moms struggle with in the summer, no matter their context? Well, how many hours in the day do you have to entertain these people? Yes. Is it 12? Yes. Eight to eight, nine to nine. Yes, I think that's very real. There's a lot of ticking clocks going. The very first thing I wrote in my list was the right amount of activity. Uh Uh-huh. Because just trying to manage that, you know, like, okay, we have this whole day with these kids. You know, they aren't in school all day. We don't have a prescribed, like, rhythm or plan. So there's, like, the blessing of that. But then it's also like, okay, now what am I going to do with these people all day? Well, and if you overpack, you regret. And if you underpack... You were scramble. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. Yeah. The tension between mom, I'm bored and mom, I'm exhausted. Right. You know, um, I think we all struggle with the heat. Oh, yes. Bless you. Those that live outside the walls of Texas and yes. you actually get a summer with cool evenings and because uh-huh. we don't. Yeah. But, you know, it just gets hot and it gets to the point where it is like literally oppressive. <laughs> I'm already hot, and it's not hot yet, so I'm worried. Yeah. It takes a little bit for our bodies to adjust back to that. I think we struggle with planning vacations. You know, the mom is often the one that's in charge of helping coordinate everything and booking the place. In your situation, I think Greg usually does that, right? Greg does it all, and I love it. I just want to show up. Do you pack and stuff? Oh, yeah. I'm the packer. He doesn't pack, and he usually shops the night before we leave because he remembers what he doesn't have, Uh even though I've asked him 14 times leading Uh up to the vacation. Yeah. But no, I'm the packer, which I don't mind packing. I don't like planning, so... Yeah, but coordinating all that, all yeah. everybody's stuff. Yeah. Um, I think we struggle with money for vacation and then just like all the entertainment and Well, and all you're that. feeding them all day. It's yeah. different. Yeah. You're like trying to figure out lunches and dinners and breakfasts and then they want to go get snow cones and Starbucks yes. and all the things. Yes. And then finally, I think 
one of our common summer struggles is keeping everyone happy because different kids want different things. You know, even if, I mean, if you just have one kiddo, but even still you're having to balance their happiness and your own. I was going to say, I feel like I get to be happy and yeah. Well, but you're kind of having to pick, you know, because everybody can't win all the time. That's funny. That would be a fun thing to do this summer to go. Today is your happy day. Yeah. I don't care what happens to you the rest of the summer, but I'm going to give you one day. <laughs> Get one. To be happy. Yeah. Um, so for me, for this first episode in our summer series, I thought it would be good for us to talk about schedules. And I want us to look through what our daily lives look like in the summer and how we can plan the big fun things like vacation in a way that has a pace that works for the whole family. Um, For me, when I think about schedule, the driving force is that I don't want summer to be a wash. I want my kids, I don't want my kids to just sit on screens all day, eat junk food and be lazy. I feel like summer creates an opportunity to be intentional with some things that we don't have as much time for during the school year. However, I have to also hold intention, letting us all go slower and enjoying the fact that we don't have as much jam-packed in each of our days. So it's exactly what we just talked about, that tension of I'm bored or I'm exhausted and trying to get that, trying to get that right. What do you think about, like when you think about creating like a summer rhythm or a summer schedule, what motivates you to do that? Well, I mean, I have different motivations now that I have older kids. Because mm-hmm. when they were littler, I wanted some thought out processes for the day. Yeah. Which if you've listened to any of our old podcast episodes, I had big dreams at one time. Uh-huh. I don't know how those dreams worked out. <laughs> now, I think it's different because my kids plan their own things. Uh-huh. So it's really a matter of me knowing in enough time what they were thinking they were going to do uh-huh. for that day. Yeah. In order to get it all planned out. So I'm pretty laid back with that stuff. But I've already thought through just a couple big rocks to put into the summer this year. Of things that I'm like, okay, but amidst all of y'all's plans, here are a couple things that I really think we should do. Yeah. Um, But I'm just not a huge scheduler. Yeah. Well, and I think like we've talked about, you know, we've done different things throughout our children's summers that have worked at various seasons. And like we just talked about some of this in episode 108, it's going to be May. So if you haven't listened to that, you can go back and listen to that one too. But I thought, you know, as we're thinking about different moms in different contexts, it might be nice for us to like kind of think through a little bit, like what worked for us in the baby toddler season? What worked in the grade school? What's what's working in the teenage season? Let's talk through some of those things mm-hmm. to kind of just help moms think about, You know, I think that's one of the things that's helpful of what we do here is just kind of talking through, like we're sitting down together and game planning, okay, how can we do summer well? Yes. So I was thinking about with my babies and toddlers, you know, I was at home full time. So it was a different season for me. And I I think when you're home full time, it doesn't feel that different. Like summer. Summer is just, it's the same thing we've been doing. Yeah. I wonder if sometimes toddler moms are like, I don't, I've done this in... March, April, and May. I don't know what the difference is in for sure. June, July, and August. For sure. I think there's that. But I think even for me, like usually like when my toddlers were toddling, they were in at least like Mother's Day out a couple days. Yeah. You know, so usually we had something, yes. some kind of a break or some kind of a rhythm. And then you transfer to having them full time. Mm-hmm. But you're right. There may be mamas that just have them full time all the time. And then here we go again. Well, and even homeschool moms, like talking to some of them recently and they're like 
I don't know. It feels like it's different, but some of them are like, oh, well, we're together 24 uh-huh. hours a day already. Yeah. So, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but right. But you don't have like the schoolwork to do. And so then it's like, should we do schoolwork to keep some tinge, some schedule in here? I don't know. <laughs> are they going to lose everything they've learned during these next three months of summer before they go back to school? That was the big thing that always felt like teachers were like, oh, don't let them lose all that they've been learning. I know. And that's why we've talked about before. We all go to Costco and get like the summer resource book like kinder to first like the workbook we should do a social post that's like how many of y'all have thrown away a quarter completed costco workbook yes that you were like we're gonna do every page or do a swap and be like i've we use 10 pages out of this one go. five pages out of this a one. costco workbook swap yeah. i love it <laughs> that's so good so I think when I was full-time at home, I had to work with the tension of doing enough to have fun and get us like a good tired without doing too much and getting us bad tired. Mm-hmm. Um, I was also working around nap schedules, which can be tricky and taking the kids to the pool at this age or like going to the zoo, the park, anything could be so exhausting. Hunter, and the sunscreen, you're constantly trying to like bathe these children in sunscreen so they don't get sunburned and have enough snacks. I mean, you're carrying backpacks with you everywhere you go full of baby yes. wipes and snacks. To go anywhere, there's a lot of prep. There's bags to get packed. You have to think through things. You know, being there, you're you're just on the whole time and yes. constantly monitoring. And, and then, you know, they start to crash. They get tired and hot. And you're also tired and hot and want to throw a fit. But you can't because you're mm-hmm. the mom. That's right. You have to keep it together. You know, get to the car. Yes. So we (laughs) shared a tip last year and it was one of my favorites uh, that I think is so good for young mamas with littles is that you put your iced coffee in like a Yeti or like a, does does Stanley keep things cold? Is that part of their magic? It is. So my goodness, friend. Yes, Stanley does. Okay. But some travel mug that will keep it cold and you just go ahead and have your iced coffee in the car. So that then when you get back in the car from the zoo, from the park, and you have to drive these kids home, that you have like a treat <laughs> waiting for you. I thought that was the cutest idea. That's super good. I like that a lot. Um, so, you know, because it's just, it's just exhausting. So my biggest tip for this season, I'm curious what yours would be, but my biggest tip for this season is to go early and go short. Mm. That you do fun things early in the day for a short amount of time. I think it's unrealistic to expect that you can take littles and go to the pool for three hours. Like, you know, get there at 1030 and be out of that mug at 1130. Come home and feed them lunch, put them down for a nap. And like, yeah, like that was good, mama. That was good. Like just, you know, or if you're going to go to the zoo, be there early, stay for a couple hours and get home. You have probably a drive to get there and to get back. If you're going to go to the park, go early and just you know, let it be an hour or something and come home. You may be running with friends that can go and they have bigger kids. And so they can stay at the pool for three or four hours. I know it's hard to leave, you know, when they're still there having fun and you want to catch up with your girlfriends. But man, if you push it, you're going to get bad tired and your kids are going to get bad tired. And it just creates such an exhausting experience. I totally agree with that. I think go with friends. I think um, I tried to do things alone a lot because I felt like that's what was what was expected of me as a mom. Like, I'm supposed to take him to the zoo. I'm supposed to take him to the pool. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just feel so um, weary from the experience because you're doing all the things yourself. Find some mom friends that have littles, too. Y'all all go together mm-hmm. so that when somebody's having a tantrum, the friend can watch the other kid. Just 
just that camaraderie of having another person there with extra eyes. Listen, y'all don't know this about me, but I lose children sometimes. Um, when we go swim in pools, I sometimes don't know that they're drowning. Uh, so say, we are both in that camp. I need friends that yes. actually watch so yes. that they can help save my yes. children. Well, like you're at the zoo and you have to go to the bathroom and you have a stroller with a baby in it and a toddler. Like, you know, those are the moments when it's clutch. I would just say, just temper that with, sis, you're not going to be able to have a deep conversation with that other oh, mama yeah. while you're there. <laughs> Just realize, like, you guys are just going to do this fun experience together, and you have to keep it light. You know, if she, if she starts sharing about, like, her deep, dark problems, just know you may have to check out and be like, I'm so sorry. Can we do this offline? Because right now, I am... Your child's uh, climbing into the lion's yes. cage, so... Yes, yeah. okay. my brain is at capacity. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's talk about grade school kids. I think with grade school kids, you start to have a little more room to do longer fun things. In this season, you know, we do a fun day in the summer and the other days are chill. Like when when my babies were babies, I felt like we needed to do more small things to kind of have something where we were getting out each day so that I didn't feel like trapped with them at home. But now that the kids are bigger, they like to be at home. They like to be here. They like to be playing on the street with their friends. They don't need me to plan as many things each day. Mm-hmm. For us, what works is to have one thing fun we do per week. Does that make sense? It does, yes. So you're like, you have something you're looking forward to, and then once you've done it, you're like, all right, guys, that was our fun thing this week. We're going to chill the rest of the time. Right. Um, and in this season is kind of where I am now. You know, I've worked from home or worked part-time. So I tell the kids they get fun mom once a week. And we can do something fun as a family. So we go see a movie, go to a cool pool or water park, go bowling, go to an indoor play place, museum, go play pickleball. So because in this season, I need them to take more ownership of their time and practice healthy rhythms. You know, now they start being responsible for managing their time, taking care of themselves. Because I think that in my family, it is so important that they do some of those things. Because if not, they become little monsters. Yeah. Like if they just sit around and eat junk food all day and, you know, they're watching YouTube and playing video games and stuff. My gosh. By the time I get home, they're fighting with each other. The house is a disaster. And I think we look back on summer and I'm like, well, what did we even accomplish? What what good was that? Yeah. For sure. Um, So I think... You know, this is the place where I've talked about this a million times before, but where we practice the five things that we do before screens. Yeah. Um, This summer, I think I'm probably going to say you get an hour on screens and then you do these five things. You know, you get dressed and make your bed. Then you go outside. You learn something. You create something. I can't remember what the other one is. I'll have to list them in the show notes, but that they do those five things and then they can get back on screens for sure or go do something fun or whatever for sure. But just so, you know, cause like my kids, like last summer, um, they learned Spanish, you know, Lydia worked on her typing. There's all kinds of great programs and stuff online where if I tell them you have to spend 30 minutes learning something, they do something cool for sure. I think this is also a good time where if you had some rhythms during the week that you wanted to implement, like a no tech Tuesday Mm -hmm. or something like that because I've even thought about that with my big kids I just think for all of us me included we need to have some set aside time where we're like we're just not going to do this right now we're not going to have tech today we're not going to watch YouTube today Mm -hmm. um we're not going to play video games today they're going to hate it I Mm -hmm. mean they're going to hate it yeah 
but I know it's actually good for us. Yeah. And it's good in the long run. Yeah. And even though they don't have nap times anymore for me to say, hey, after lunch, we're all, the house is quiet for an hour. Yes. And you can go to your room. We're not going to be on our phones or anything. You can read a book or you can sleep. Yeah. Like close your eyes for a minute. Yeah. But just to give yourself a break, because I find that for me, with the noise constantly in the yes. house, it wires me up uh-huh. and then I become mad mom. Yeah. But really, it's just I need a break from the noise. I just need a few minutes of quiet. I'm with you. I think the afternoon, after lunch, room time is like clutch. Yes. Because, you know, and for us, typically, that's because we've gone to the pool in the morning. We're, ex- you know, we come home, everybody's hot and tired. Yes. And then it's like, okay, now everybody, I'll see you, you know, it's one o'clock and I'm like, I'll see you at three. Yes. <laughs> like, yes don't yes, come yes. out until then. Yes. Because then I kind of get to ref- refuel and feel better. Well, and I would say, too, for some of you out there, like, I love Kate's idea for like, these are the things we do in the morning. I'm not really a maker of my bed. Yeah. But I know how much it makes me feel better uh-huh. when things are straight. You may even flip that and go, you guys can do whatever you want till 430. And then at 430 before dinner, we're going to do a quick clean. Yeah. Go make your bed, pick yes. up your shoes, put some stuff up so that when we sit down for dinner and evening activities, we feel more at peace because our house is straight. Yeah. So you might just flip that script and go, look, you guys can do whatever you want for this amount of time. But in the evenings, right before the, you know, dinner rush, we're just going to all clean together. For sure. And if you're working outside the home and they're having to hold it down at home, you might just have a list where you say, you navigate this time how you want it. For sure. Um, But these are the things I need to have done by the time I get home. Yes. So then let's talk about teenagers. So I'm just entering this phase. I mean, I have a 15-year-old, but I feel like it's different when they start driving, you know, because I'm still talking about kids mostly being at home, and I'm the one responsible for them driving. 100%. So I'm so curious, Rebecca, to hear your feedback on this, but I also found um, tips from this guy. His name is Dr. Michael Bradley. He's a psychologist, and he wrote this book called Yes, Your Teen is Crazy, Loving Your Kid Without Losing Your Mind. And he said that what teenagers do in the summer is much more valuable than what they do in the winter. Because they have this opportunity to consider things that they're getting to choose on their own and explore and be bored a little bit and kind of have some adventures. Um, He said, without the demands for school, sports, etc., they have the opportunity to explore what they want to do. So Bradley advises parents to come up with a possible list of summer activities for teens Put some ideas out there, then let your teens decide what they want to do. He advises to talk with them about what they're interested in and work with them to come up with a plan. It's a great idea. So that you sit down, you you know, you kind of make some summer plans, and then you work on a schedule or a strategy together. And he suggests balancing unstructured time with structured time. So they, he, in quotes, he says, so they don't turn into a bowl of gelatin in the summer. Amen. So he says um, one way to approach it is to divide summer into thirds so that like one third of your summer is organized, productive time where your teacher, your teenager is engaged in something that has an outcome. One third is unstructured. So they have holes in their schedule to figure out what they want to do, where they want to go. And then the last third goes toward family time. So it's a back and forth process an exchange of ideas, mutual respect and negotiation, you know, are really important. So that there's, you know, you're getting them involved in making the plans and you understand, you know, just kind of have them understand, hey, a third of your summer is going to be about like doing good things where you can grow and learn. A whole third is about you doing whatever you want to do. And this other third is going to be about us spending time as a family. So just kind of helping them see it in that way and then strategizing with them about, okay, what sounds good to you? I love that. That's great. What else? Anything else you would add with that? 
So I have two different types of teenagers. I've got a driver and a non-driver, and those are very different teenagers. And I think you want your driver teenager to feel like they've got some agency to make decisions with their friends and hang out, but they're always going to push you past your boundary. Yeah. Because they don't really understand the boundary, so they're always going to want to stay out later. They're always going to want to go out every night. Uh Uh-huh. They're always going to want to spend your money on food. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So I think there's some ways that you can help temper that with, number one, um, for my teens, responsibility. What is your responsibility around our house? Mm -hmm. I would love for you to hang out with your friends, but have you done the things I've asked you to do? Mm -hmm. Whether that's a chore, keeping their room clean, doing their own laundry. So that's one thing that I will set for my teens is I want you to get to hang out with your friends. But before you do that, I need you to make sure you've done your responsibilities here at the house. The other thing is time because they don't understand that when they stay out till midnight, mom's awake till midnight. Yes. So I would love for you to hang out with your friends late one night, but we're going to pick a night for you to do that. And then the other nights, I'm going to need you to be in by 930 or 10. Yeah. So yes, you can have a night where you get to, you know, feel important by staying out later, but it's not going to be every night. Mm -hmm. And then the money thing, because they just do not understand that most of their activities revolve around Starbucks or going out to eat. (laughs) Yeah. And we don't have that kind of money. Sure. And even if he's working, which I have a child that works, I don't want you spending your money on all that stuff. Right. So also saying, okay, I would love for you to get to go out to eat with your friends. Can we decide what night you're going to do that? And the rest of the time, you either eat at home first uh-huh. or you just snack. Yeah. Because we're not going to spend it all. Yeah. Because I think it's important for my teens to have that freedom in the summer to feel like they're socializing where they haven't been able to during the school year. Yeah. And even my 14-year-old, I want you to figure out, are y'all going to go to the pool? Are y'all going to go to a friend's house? I want to help be a part of that. But they don't have that maturity in them to go, this is going to inconvenience my parents. Sure. Of course not. And you can't expect them to because they're just not there. Right. So instead of getting frustrated about it, just preempt that with, hey, I'm so excited for you to hang out with your friends this week. If you guys talked about anything, let's go ahead and think through it together. Yeah. So just get, get ahead of it. Good. I love that. So kind of as we close out this episode, I just wanted to summarize some of those main tips that we've talked about. And I love what you've contributed because some of this goes along with kind of this list that I've culled here. Um, So let's just, let's boil it down to what you can walk away moms with from this. My first and favorite tip is this, that you get your family involved in the summer plans. Y'all, parenting is so much easier when your kids have buy-in and what you're doing. So brainstorm fun things you want to do together in the summer talk with your kids about summer rhythms, trips, expectations. Like my kids like to know, are we going on vacation? You know, when are we going? They just kind of, I think it helps them. It relieves some anxiety for them, gives them something to look forward to when they know what's on the calendar. Um, I think that conversation on the front end is key and it doesn't have to be some super long conversation, but just sitting down and talking it over with them. Okay, my little people tips. Um, oh, I'm sorry. My next, my general tips are give your kids jobs and projects. That's right. Just like you just said, you know, it's my kids. I told them their first job this summer is going to be to clean out their closets. Good. You know? Yes. So that's a project that they'll work on. And it's, they're not going to be doing it every day, but they're going to be, that's going to be a job that they do. That's great. Um, so we just may have some projects around the house and things like that. And then for Caleb, I mean, he's going to actually have his first summer job. You know, he's 15. He's ready. I think setting goals, you know, like, I think I'm always surprised when I sit down with the kids. and I'm like, what would be a good goal for you this summer? You know, and they're like, I think I want to write, read five books. Or I think I want to do my Duolingo Spanish thing 
three hours each week or I, you know, like you're like, whoa, kid, I was just thinking you wanted to like maybe learn to bake muffins. Right. No, we were going big. They come up with, you know, bigger things. And actually it was last summer that Lydia said she wanted to learn how to bake. So that was really good. So we started off with like box mixes and once she nailed those and we were ready to go to like scratch recipes, you know, but she needed to learn the basics of like an oven and mixing and, you know, listen, this summer she needs to learn how to make gluten-free treats for Miss Rebecca. Got it. Put that on her goal list. I'll put it on her goal list. No problem. Um, I think set goals just kind of like we were talking about, like my goal is to learn how to bake or my goal is to learn, you know, 30 more words in Spanish or whatever it is. Are y'all uh, talking Spanish in your house now? Does everybody know Spanish? Well, we do some, and Caleb's in um, Spanish, too, at school, and so it's good for him to practice with us. Do you, like, go in there and, like, start talking in Spanish to him to see if he knows what you're saying? Um, <laughs> if y'all don't know this, Kate is fluent in Spanish. I I do a little bit, and he, he's actually doing really well. Okay, I yeah. love that. Yeah. Because my kid's taking Spanish, too, but I don't know how to speak it, so I can't talk to him. That's no problem. <laughs> It only becomes dangerous when, like, you know, he can talk to somebody else and you can't understand. And exactly. Then you're like, hmm, what are y'all talking about? What are you talking about? Uh, and my next, my last general tip is let people help. If the grandparents want to take them for a couple nights, let them. You know, I think I, I I pushed off on that as a young mom because I just, I thought everything needed to be just so all the time. And just let them. Let just, the schedule go for three days. Yeah. What happens at grandma's house stays at grandma's house. Yes. Take the break. Take the break. Okay, my my tips for little people are, um, I loved um, having a boredom buster jar. So if they were bored when they were little, you know, kids like to pull things out of jars. I don't know what the deal is. <laughs> but if you guys brainstorm some things and put them on popsicle sticks, that's a great thing. But clean the baseboards on one of them. Yes. Then they may not want to pull anything out of that jar again. Yes. For littles, that's the, you know, what do you want them to do before they get on screens? And they have a checklist or whatever. Um, get out early. Like we, we talked about, you know, do things early and short and don't feel like you have to do something every day. That's right. You'll wear yourself out. My big kid tips are be fun mom one day each week. You know, pick the day that you're like, if we're going to do something fun. You know, I just can't, I cannot be the cruise director for you guys every day and, you know, okay, today we're doing this. Right. Like, it's just not realistic. Um, so I think it was interesting what you said earlier about taking friends, because for me, I wrote, it's fun to do stuff with friends, but it's also okay to just go as your family. Sometimes I felt like I made things complicated because I was trying to get all these friends to come and us do some big outing and then I didn't go or it became stressful because we were trying to work around everybody's schedule. So I think it's okay to just do things as a family too, sure, right? For sure. Um, and then what you brought up earlier is just, you know, having one screen free day each week where you just kind of go and you know, they're going to, Oh, they're going to hate it. They're going to hate you too. But then they're going to thank you later for it. Thank you later. And they become your favorite kids. Like when, when my oldest, when my oldest gets grounded, favorite kids, mom, I just mean, I like them better when they're not on screens, I guess. Yes. Yes. When my oldest, like he gets grounded from screens semi-regularly and he's always, it's my favorite version of him (laughs) when he's not on screens. Yes. He engages with us. He's more present. He gets stuff done. Like, yeah, I don't know. So, um, but I, as we were thinking about this and thinking about schedules, this verse in Ephesians kept coming to my mind and it's this Ephesians 5, 15 and 16. And it says, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. And in the King James version, it says, see then that you walk circumspectly, 
not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. So we're not going to stop down on uh, circumspectly. I was like, does that have a meaning? What is that? No, but we're going to stop down on redeeming the time because to redeem something means to buy it back, to regain possession of it. And our time is a gift from God. And none of us know how much of it we are allotted. But we can look at this next season and realize that this is a gift. And we have the opportunity to redeem it for the glory of God and make the best use of the time, which means that we use wisdom and how we use our time. And as more of like a type A personality person, I tend to read that and naturally think of, okay, we got to redeem the time. So like we got to have this schedule and it's, you know, we've got to do this and this and that everybody has to be speaking Spanish. And you know what I mean? Like I can go full on into that. And I'm like, Ooh, that sounds fun. How can we do that? <laughs> I think, you know, we look at a God who actually scheduled in rest. You know, he wasn't a God of go, go, go. We don't see that in Jesus either. It was making the best use of the time. And so we can follow that model. You know, Jesus was intentional with his time, um, but he also knew how to stop and sit at a meal and enjoy being with people and pulling away to spend time with the Father. You know, he is our model of how to make the best use of the time. And so we can follow that and consider how to make the best use of summer. And I love the beautiful promise, you know, that we have in James that we can ask for wisdom on how to do that and he'll give it to us. So moms, we want to end this episode by challenging you to just stop for a moment. Maybe you're in the car. Maybe you're listening to us as you're going for a walk. So when you get back in the house, um, that you would just stop and pray to God for wisdom and start brainstorming what the best use of time would be for your family this summer. Then set a framework, call a family meeting, and put some healthy plans in place. We love you, moms. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Hey, moms, we wanted to tell you about one of our sponsors today. I have loved having Mosquito Shield come out to treat my yard. They come every 10 to 17 days, which sometimes means they're out like three times a month. And you're just paying one monthly fee. They text me the night before, and all I have to do is make sure my gate is open. And if you've got pets, just bring them inside. I have not been bit by one mosquito in my backyard. And y'all, I'm a mosquito magnet. They love me. They suck my blood. So I am living my best life right now. Their exclusive product blend is primarily garlic, which creates a barrier around your yard so the mosquitoes can't even get in. There's no contract. You just pay a monthly fee. And if you have a significant breakout, just call them. They'll come back out to retreat. They are family owned by Damon and Michelle Trout. And I have personally spoken with Michelle. She is lovely and helpful. Don't miss out on a mosquito-free summer so you can enjoy your backyard. Call them today at 214-897-3077 or visit their website at moshield.com. That's moshield.com. And guys, Mama Judy is a happy customer along with me. So if you want to be like Mama Judy, then get Mosquito Shield to come out and treat your backyard today.